Welcome back, everybody, to on everybody's favourite platform, podcasting, and we are excited to be here for episode seventy socks of the rebooted Brink podcast. It's a pleasure to have your company wherever you're listening to my voice and also this person's voice right now, who is me, and otherwise known as me. Me. Uh, she's changed her name to me. Uh, hello, yeah. me. How hello. are you this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, Mallory. Um, welcome back to another episode. How's your week been? Good. Good. Sounds so exciting. I'm trying to remember what I did this week. You did a lot of things. Did including I? seeing a movie, which we'll talk about. Well, you'll hear snippets oh, from that. She's yawning already. My goodness. Um, but one thing I want to quickly talk to you about, because... Uh, this week is a big week for this part of the country. It's uh, South southeast Queensland because they get to host the Logies, <gasps> which is the night of night for Australian television. Tell me all you know about the Logies. It's the night of nights for Australian television. Yes, and what else do you know about the Logies? They happen in ha- southeast Queensland. Well, this is the first time they've ever happened in southeast Queensland. They usually this year they're happening in southeast <laughs> Queensland. They're usually hosted in Melbourne, but for some reason this year they're on the Gold Coast, uh, which is sort of exciting. Um, but we used to get really excited on the brink about the Logies. We used to always do a special week and get excited. But uh, we we would love to hopefully be able to uh, be there in some capacity on Sunday. We don't know if we will be or not. You'll soon find out this time next week. But uh, tell me, who's your tip to win the coveted gold Logie for most popular personality on Australian TV? Most popular personality on Australian TV. And remember, I've been on Australian TV this year. You, Ben? (laughs) Thank you. Oh, gee, you mean so much when you say that to me. Um, Would you like me to read out... The options, yes. The options uh, for the gold Logie. Yes. And you tell me who you think will win it. Because this year is actually a very interesting year. uh, Because I do believe that this year is the first time that uh, some of these people have been nominated. And we're going to have a new gold Logie winner this year. So, uh, that's interesting. So, the most popular personality on Australian television. These are the nominees. All right, we have Amanda Keller, who is on The Living Room on Network 10. I know you watch that every day, uh, every week, actually. Andrew Winter, Love It or List It, Australian Selling Houses Australia, Foxtel Lifestyle. Now, that's a groundbreaking nomination. It's the first time somebody from Foxtel has ever been nominated. And I, like most of Australia, has never heard of him. So, um... Okay. A real wild card. Grant Denyer, who hosts Family Feud, All-Star Family Feud on Network 10. Jessica Murray, who's on Love Child on the Nine Network and The Wrong Girl on Network 10. We have Roger Corser, who's on Doctor Doctor on the Nine Network. And Tracy Grimshaw, Doctor, host Doctor. of Current Affair, Nine Network. So, who do you think is going to win out of all of those? I do not remember a single one of all those right, so we'll persons' go with them. names. Amanda Keller, Andrew Winter, Grant Denyer, Jessica Murray, Roger Corser, or Tracy Grimshaw. Tracy Grimshaw is the last one, so her. <laughs> It's an int- it's I mean look I honestly I have short term memory loss. I cannot uh pick a pick a winner here because like we usually have someone from the project and we don't have anyone from the project this year. So no Carrie Bickmore, no Waleed Ali, reigning champion Samuel Johnson's not on there because he hasn't been on TV. So I don't even know who to pick. You could be right, Mallory. I you, could be. You could be. I'm trying to get the sports bets odds here. Thanks to sportsbet.com.au. Remember, gamble responsibly. Uh, it's not loading for me, though, so that's a bit awkward. Um, if, matter of fact, it is loading. So um, what? see the odds right now. Tracy Grimshaw is the odds on favourite, Mallory Foster. Really? She's at, at $1.71 girl. right now. Uh, Amanda Keller is second. Grant Daniel said, I'd like to see Grant Daniel win it. Little old Granty. He's been on TV for a while, little Granty. So, if I had a choice. I do like Roger Corse, though. He was in Underbelly, and he's quite popular with the ladies and some men. <laughs> you might find him attractive. Jessica Murray, uh, she's all right looking, but uh, that's not what wins awards, of course. And Andrew Winter, no one knows who he is. So, anyway, um, I won't bother going through all the other categories because you probably have no idea. But I did, I wanted to know what the Canadian equivalent was of the Logie. Because the American version is the Emmy. Is You've it not the, the Academy? It's the Canadian Screen Awards. Oh. Are you are you familiar with the Canadian Screen Awards? No, um, no neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, what What's some great Canadian TV shows that you think could win awards? Corner Gas. Co- Corner Gas. This is this one that I was told about the other day, right? Um, well, so they, they've already had them this year. Would you like me to read out what who... What about, like, 
the Rick Mercer Report show. What is his show called? Um, you told me about that recently, and I can't remember. So they, it's they like one of the minute TV shows. Okay, well, so they actually this is they combine both film and TV. Okay. So for TV this year, do you want to know what one? Yes. The best Canadian drama series was the esteemed Canadian show Anne. Never heard of it. Yep, me neither. Uh, the comedy series went to Kim's Convenience. Nope. Nope, never heard of it Keep either. Moving. Animated program went to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Is that a movie? I, don't know, I thought it was. I didn't know if that was Canadian. I didn't either. Documentary program went to Rise. Hmm? Children's or youth fiction went to Odd Squad. <laughs> you, you've not heard of any of these. Nope. Children's or youth nonfiction show went to Science Max. Factual program or series, Mayday. History documentary oh, program I think or series, heard of Mayday. The Nature of Things, Lost Secrets of the Pyramids. Uh, lifestyle program went to Property Brothers Limited Series. Property Brothers is so good. Okay, you've heard of that, all right? Limited Series Alias Grace, biography or arts documentary program or series Rush Time Stand Still, preschool program or series Paw Patrol. I didn't realize that was Canadian. Never heard of it. It's big here. Um, oh god, there's so many different things here. Is there not like actors or actresses at all? Oh, Rick Mercer Report was nominated in the sketch comedy program or series. Look at me, girl. But it didn't win. A show what called one? Baroness Von Sketch Show. One talk program went to the Marilyn Dennis Show. Not that. What's that guy? Um, Strombill Buggin, the Toronto guy. He's got a weird name. Okay. Anyway, live entertainment special went to the Juno Awards. I know the Juno Awards are your music uh, one, right? Variety or entertainment special. PK Subin, shots fired. He's the uh, the Afro, or the non-white player. He's probably maybe African Canadian. I don't know where he's from. Uh, plays for Nashville Predators. The best reality TV competition or series went to The Amazing Race Canada. And the Golden Screen Awards fiction went to Murdoch Mysteries. Murdoch Mysteries is good. And the reality went to the Amazing Race Canada. Oh, here we go. Actors. All right. Um, I've never heard of any of these people. Alexandra Ludwig for Vikings. Tatiana Maslany for Orphan Black. Um, yeah, okay. Alexandra Lu- Ludwig is actually a good actor who I've heard of. Oh, Alan Thicke is always nominated, isn't he? He's like the only Canadian that most people know. Dan Aykroyd was nominated in Supporting Actor for Comedy. Don't say you've not heard of Dan Aykroyd. You'll hurt my feelings if you're like, when you've not heard of Dan Aykroyd. Martin <laughs> Short, uh, great Canadian. He was he won for performance in an animated program or series. Um, okay, well there you go. Um, the Canadian Screen Awards must be a big prominent so exciting. thing. But you're excited for the Logies. Have you seen what a Logie Award looks like? No. Would you like to see what a Logie Award looks like? Yes. Because it's a very unique looking award, and one is which is it the? No, it's not the. That is what a logo looks like. That is an ugly (laughs) thing. It's a weird looking thing, isn't it? It's a person holding a TV week guide. It's meant to be a TV, but um, yeah. Anyway. Um, So, yes, the Logies. Uh, If we don't get to go, we'll probably watch them on TV and you'll probably be bordulous. Sounds very right. Just thought I would share that. Anyway, let's move on to another segment. Currently, we are sitting. Well, I'm kneeling. Mallory is sitting. sitting. I am. Outside the cinema at Logan Home Hyper, whatever this place is called, where we are only 14 minutes away from seeing... Jurassic World. Two, Fallen Kingdom. Two, Fallen Kingdom. How, how are you feeling right now, Ben? I'm very excited. How are you feeling right now, Mallory? Good. You meant to... You can interview me. I'm also very excited, Ben. Oh, okay. Um, what are you so excited about? Well, it's a Jurassic Park movie, which, um, you know, I like this whole Jurassic World thing, fair enough, but it's a Jurassic Park movie, so, you know, but I'm actually kind of scared and shitting myself because I'm terrified of dinosaurs, and also, not really, um, that was a bad joke, I'm actually scared that this movie's going to suck, and, you know, because I had to face this uh, about, what are we, what are we in June, six months ago, where so excited, like, yes, yeah, Star Wars, let's do this, you know, and you automatically go into a Star Wars movie going, this is going to be good, I'm going to love it. And you walked out of it and it was shit. So, I don't know about you, but you don't have any expectations on movies, do you? No, I'm not like you. You're not like me. Is that a good or a bad thing? I have hope that it will be good, but I also like most movies generally. Well, this is going to be the first of at least two times I'll see this. I will go see this at the cinemas again. Are we taking bets on whether or not I'm going to scream? Uh, no, because you will. Because um, this is meant to be the scariest one out of all of them. So It's directed by a renowned horror director, so um, oh, just lovely. that is Why? known. Um, but um, can we just establish that Jeff Goldblum's in this, so this movie's automatically going to get a point. But did you go see the last one at the movies? 
That's in Jurassic World 1? I'm not sure. Have you seen any of these other movies? Maybe Jurassic World. You would have been minus three when the first one came out. You would have been one when the second one came out. You would have been five when the third one came out. So Generally, I would not have seen any except for the last one at the theaters. I think I might have, but I'm not sure. Okay, well... Um, the other thing is there yes. are a lot of children which, you know, is going to annoy the shit out of me. But um, I saw the first one when I was six, so I was probably their age, and um, I remember people running out of the theatre scared, and that's not even really a scary movie. So. It was not directed by a renowned horror movie director. Steven Spielberg. Well, he directed Jaws, which is pretty tense. scary. Well, it's, it's made me not want to go swimming, and most of the world not swim for a few years. Um, so this is the last time you'll hear from us before having seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. My enthusiasm is at about 78%. I'm about 22% scared because if this is shit, then I'm going to cry. But I know there's going to be a sixth one in at least three years' time, so at least we know they can fix it, just like they can fix Star Wars Episode uh, 9. So uh, any predictions of anything going into this? Someone will die. I reckon at least four people will die. Yes. Uh, and Jeff Goldblum, I'll be grabbing your hand and probably getting erotically aroused. But um, life uh, finds a way. Let's find out how this movie is and bring this bad boy home. Which they've they've misquoted it because it should be life art uh, finds a way because he paused and says art uh, in Jeff Goldblum fashion. But yes, I noticed that was the tagline the first time they released the teaser trailer about 12 months ago. Yes. Anyway, I'm being in charge right now. So anyway. Show for me to click on this button. Oh, flashback. And we're going to close out the best of 2011 for you today with the three final sections that you haven't heard before, including the beginning of a little pig friend that was in our uh, studio for quite some time, Byron the Pig. And this is Sam's description of how Byron came about. Sam. Why why did you call the pig Byron? Well, it's it's a long story, Kim. Oh god. <laughs> now I went to uh Queenstown last year. Oh yeah. Oh that good, was exciting. Good place that and really good I, place. I took Byron with me. Right. He wasn't called Byron back then. <laughs> uh what was he called back then, Sam? He was just called Pig back then. Oh. And I rode up to Queenstown on on horseback. Oh, um, right. With a you know hat on and yeah. shut um, up, Byron. He's talking about you. Um, like boots with the stars on the back. Yeah, spurs, spurs aren't they? Cool. Yeah, spurs. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And I rode into Queenstown on horseback <coughs> with Byron. And, uh, rode down the main street. Um, I was attacked there. Um, attacked, Sam. Yes, in Queenstown. <laughs> Who attacked? Uh, attacked Did you? both residents gangbang you? <gasps> hey, Jimin. In a nod, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I rode in on horseback, went into the bar, uh, was playing cards with some guys, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, I had some cards up my sleeve. And <laughs> cheating anyway, I got thrown out of the bar, and Byron got thrown out as well. Uh. And, uh, the barman's name was Byron, so I thought, why not call him Byron? That's a good idea. Oh, That's very good. Very I like that good story. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's, that's, right. that's why. It's a round of applause, people. Yes. Thank you, thank you. It's always fun, and it's also always fun to hear somebody singing on the show. Not and forget the lyrics, you'll hear that a little bit later. But our then co-host, Peter, who was forced to sing a song which is not played enough these days. It's the Carlton song uh, as an avid Gold Coast supporter, at least for their first week of existence. Uh, he had to put up with the fact that Carlton beat them, and this is his punishment for going for the Gold Coast. Peter, mm. avid Gold Coast Sun supporter. Been mm. following them since the beginning. Just can't get enough of mm. his Gold Coast sons. Me, a Carlton supporter. And uh, for those of you not following the football, Carlton just had a slim victory. Just a slim one, yes. 119 points. It was, I believe, our first victory by over 100 points in a very long time, too. So it was good to see. So uh, Peter has to sing the song for Carlton this morning. Mm. So we've already heard Fremantle's song this morning. St Kilda's Geelong song this morning. Time to hear the best song in the world. And probably the only song, any time today we'll hear the songs. We probably won't hear yes, it again Yes, and I can't tonight. promise that my voice will be as good as when I was singing the Sound of Music song. Well, that was brilliant, ago. Pete. That was, that was just beyond brilliant. It was. But um, you don't, if you don't have to sing, sing, you can speak, sing. Yeah. 
You can speak, sing. You can Lily Allen sing and just speak your words and claim you have musical <laughs> talent, all right? Um, are you ready? Good. No. We're going to press play button on this, Pete. All right. Let's Ladies go. and gentlemen, Mr. Peter Wallhead. The navy blues are the old dark navy blues. We're the team that never lets you down. We're the only team old Colton knows. With all the champions, they like to send us to keep our end up. Oh yeah, they've been playing. Oh, Peter, look, I'll let you off there. That was good job. Thank you. Thank well you. done. You're absolutely pooing your pants there, I can tell. But... I was up all last night practicing. <laughs> that's that's how nervous I was. It went well then. For that amount of practice, if you're literally up all night, um, I'd love to see what you actually can do when you put your mind to something that you actually want to do. Uh, but that look, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to listen a bit more of it. And we'll fade out. We'll go into the songs. His punishment for going for the Gold Coast. He's still going for the Gold Coast. And we close it off uh, the best of by hearing five questions from world-renowned psychic John Edward, who made his first appearance on the show back in 2011. Now, wrapping these up with a set of five questions. Now, um, one of these questions I think I might have to explain to you because it was from an Australian advertising campaign, so it probably won't make a lot of sense to you. But we'll start off by asking you, number one, what is your favourite type of cheese? I love fresh fresh mozzarella. Yum, absolutely. Good idea there. And I suppose being from New York, you gotta you got to absolutely be obsessed with pizza. Um, I love, I, yeah, I love all, I mean, I'm half Italian, so I love Italian food, but like, you know, cold, fresh mozzarella with balsamic vinegar, yum. Absolutely fantastic. Now, this is a question I'll have to explain to you. There was an advertising campaign here a few years back for a toilet paper company who asked whether or not people folded or scrunched when they used the toilet. So, John Edward, do you fold or do you scrunch your toilet paper when you have to go? Um, actually... I use uh, flushable toilet wipes. Right, there you go. Well, they, let's see, we've never had that answer before, John, so already you're in an exclusive area. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, growing up, what was your dream job? Um, my dream job go- growing up, I wanted to own a deli. And how, how do you ever sort of think maybe that in retirement you could still do that? Um, no, because I actually, my one of my first jobs actually was to go work at a deli, and I realized that would never happen after I was there. <laughs> I suppose you opened your eyes out to that. Uh, also growing up, who was the celebrity crush? Did you have any posters on the wall? Who was who was the dream person to be with? Kate Jackson. But I had a few of them. I love Linda Carter. Mm. I had her on my wall. Yeah, yeah. Linda Carter, Kate Jackson. I, I can go through all the posters if you like. So I'm a little bit older than you, apparently. I think so. Probably just a bit, John. So um, I'm, I'm probably going to hear a lot of these names and probably be like, who? Well, basically, um, Kate Jackson was, was, was a big one, and, and Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, was, was another. I can imagine the Wonder Woman. I reckon I probably still have one. I've seen the pictures of her, and I've seen some of the um, episodes of it, and, yeah, I can imagine why you would have liked her. Well, I was very patriotic, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, final question here for you on the brink today for John Edward is who let the dogs out? Um, Baja Man. <laughs> You're on the bandwagon. Everybody gives that answer. It's a fantastic one to have. Of course, he knew that we were going to ask him those questions, although I don't think it actually works that way. <laughs> no, it is not called Sleepy Time because we are back here on the show for everybody's favourite segment, the part where we quiz shit. And I have... Oh, she's groaning. Oh, what's the matter? What's John. the matter? Um, I have found, and I think we did ask you these back... What are you doing? Beatboxing. Um, Emergency Questions by Richard Herring. Remember these? I do. Back in the day when we first fell in love, and now that's long gone. Um, Are you saying poots and cats? Boots and cats. Boots and cats. That's how you beatbox. Boots Boots and and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. I have never heard that before in my life. Anyway. So, we are going to find... Now, remember, we have ants asked a lot of these on the show before, but it's been a long time since we've asked any of these. So, Hello. can you choose a number between 1 and 500? Two. <laughs> wow, okay, you want to be that precise. All right, number two on the list between 1 and 500 is Mallory Forster, which, again, I feel like I've asked you this one before, which would you prefer, a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sunscreen? Have. Asked me that before. Mm-hmm. No well, fun. 
Well, you've got to give me a number. 37. 37. That is a number which comes after 36. And the answer, would you rather date a man who was a six-foot-tall penis or a man, instead of having a penis, had a tiny man? <laughs> There's an image. I feel like we've asked this on the show before, but whether it's you or not, I don't know. So let's 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 reiterate what you're deciding between here. <laughs> a six foot tall penis. I think a giant penis. You would rather date. So you would walk around the street and no, literally next to like Hi Mum. Hi Mum, this is my new home. boyfriend. I would keep him a home. six foot tall penis. He wouldn't be allowed to leave the house. Right. That's a very interesting choice. Um another number. Twenty four. Twenty four. You do realize this goes up to five hundred, right? Um <laughs> if you had to marry a Muppet. If you had to, which Muppet would you marry? Bert. Bert. <laughs> I don't know which Muppet that is. Bert and Ernie. Bert, all right, okay. Uh, next number. 243. 243. Just bear with me here as I scroll all the way through here, up through the pages. Oh, there's some pictures of some lighthouses. That's very exciting. And some knots. 243. Um, hmm. 244. Uh, I'll just show you what 243 is and tell me if you want me to ask you that on air. <laughs> Shaking your head. What is your favourite direction on a compass? <laughs> West. West. All right. Okay. Next number. 7,400. Between 1 and 500. 52. I heard the number 265. How do you spell <laughs> Diarrhea. And why do I have to look it up every time I write it down and still don't believe that's how you actually spell it, even D- when the dictionary says it? Oh, this is a difficult one. D-I-H. Nope. D-I-A-H. Nope. D-I. You got the first three letters correct. Just remove the D-I-A. Yes. Where does the H go? You'll have to keep guessing. D-I-A. Yes. E? Nope. R. Yes. D I A R E. Nope. H. Nope. A. Nope. A. Nope. I. Nope. R. Yes. D I R. <laughs> D I A R R. H E A. Uh, you got the H correct? H A E. Nope. H. <laughs> There's three more letters to go. There's three more letters to three go. Three more letters to go. Oh. I-E-A. Nope. E-A-E-I-E-E-A. No. Okay, E-A is right at the end, but your I is not right. Diarrhea. No. Diarrhea. <laughs> D-I-A-R-H-O-E-A. Can I just look at it for a second? Uh, you want to look at diarrhea? Uh, <laughs> no, I want to look looking at diarrhea. There she goes. Where is... Look it up. There it is. You can see it on the screen. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what age do you think you have to be to be old? Don't look at me. <laughs> You're going to say that. <laughs> what what age do you think you have to be when you get old? 30. Wow. Okay. What is your favorite color? Green or purple. It what? depends on my mood. Do you remember Spangles? No. I don't even know what that is. Uh, who would win in a fight? King Kong or King Dong? I don't know what King Dong is. I'm assuming it's a giant penis. Oh. <laughs> King Kong. Have you ever taken a lie detector test? No. Have you ever done a poo that is yes. so impressive that you've taken a photo no. so you can show the world? No. No? No. Um, would you rather have fingernails made no. out of one cent pieces or a nostril that could do an uncanny impression of Anne Robinson? I don't know who Anne Robinson is, but the nostril thing. I don't know who Anne Robinson is either. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do anything. Would you rather have an enema or an enemy? What's an enema? It's when they stick a tube up your bum and suck the poo out of you. An enemy. <laughs> Would you rather have an enema or an enemy? An enemy. Would you rather not put the microphone in that place <laughs> on my body? Would you rather... Okay, no. Um, do you have a celebrity hand twin? <laughs> no. It's a good episode. Um, which is the best pie? Objectively, the best one. I don't want your opinion. Apple. What is your favourite fraction? What? What is your favourite fraction? 
Two out of 304. What do you, where do you see yourself in 500 years' time? Dead. Uh, can you not put the microphone <laughs> on my penis? Uh, <laughs> what do you think the people of the 22nd century will find amazing and unbelievable at the people of the 21st century? What was that? I don't know. Well, answer it. Come on, think. Things? What, what things? I don't know. Well, you're not answering the question. Um, what kind of butter, margarine, butter-like spread do you favour? Basil. What's that now? What? Basil. What's basil? Margarine. I've never heard of that. Is that a Canadian brand or? Sure. sure. I don't know. <laughs> yep. What would it take for you to drink a pint of bull's semen? That's disgusting. Anything that you can have a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, well, can you please hold this microphone? Um, let's see here. Um, do you have a preferred ear? What? Do you have a preferred I ear? I think that my left ear works better than my right ear. Okay, nice. Tell me about the most disgusting fart you ever did in public and what repercussions did it have? Ben, tell me about my most disgusting fart. Oh, God. So where do I begin? Uh, besides the ones in front of me, which seem to happen every day. Uh, no? Um, how many different chairs have you ever sat in? 7,102. Do you come from a land down under? No. <laughs> Um, have you ever have you ever killed a mouse? No. No. I've watched a mouse been killed. That's nice. With um, a broom, it was sad. I saw one get eaten by a snake once, and one hit over the head and killed. Oh. If I was a carpenter, and you were a lady, what carpeting jobs would you get for me, and what would be my daily rate? What. <laughs> Is that a real question? Yes. You would make $5 an hour. Wow. I'm not getting paid much. And what was the question? What do you do? So I, Are you a carpenter or I'm, a carpenter? I'm a carpenter and you're a lady. What jobs would you get me for do and how much would you charge me? You can make me a table <laughs> for $5 an hour. Okay. Thanks. Is that it? Yep. Um, if you had the power to bring the world peace, what would you need weapons manufacturers to give you an order not to use your power? Wait, what? So basically, you have the ability to create world peace. Yes. However, weapons manufacturers would want that not to happen because they need weapons to survive. Yes. So how much money would you want weapons manufacturers to give you to keep world peace? I want world peace. So you don't want money? No. Oh, well, isn't that sweet? Um, do you like motorcycling? I don't think I've ever been. When was the last time you cried? Uh, last week or a week before? You it were was there. last week. Uh, does sperm have dreams? No. What is the absence? No, you've not seen that film. Um, let's see here. How would you feel if you discovered that all your memories were implanted and you were just a robot in a tourist attraction where people pay to interact with you? That's scary. <laughs> How would you feel? Scared. <laughs> Can I ask you 343? <laughs> Aww. Do you have a favourite plate? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, have you ever fallen out of a hammock? Yes. Uh, a lot of times. Which actually. actor do you think would make the worst James Bond? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with um, Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> but he's Bond! No, I can't do a Kevin Hart impersonation. Uh, let's see here. Let's ask five more. Um... Uh, <laughs> these questions are strangely odd. Um, have you ever been in the vicinity of a celebrity when they farted? How was it? No. 
Um, let's see here. Unless you count you as a celebrity, and then the answer is smelly. You would count me as a celebrity. Uh, how many roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man? <laughs> well then, how many roads have you walked down? <laughs> None, because I'm not a man. Um, <laughs> that's a funny question. Oops, I farted. Uh, have you ever... <laughs> Close to your butt. <laughs> Um, what is the most unusual thing that you've ever used as a toilet paper substitute? Um, a leaf. A leaf. Oh, I've never used a leaf before. Um, could you live without the internet? Because if you say you can't, you fucking can. (laughs) What? Yes. I've lived without the internet. Half my life I've lived without the internet. Um, let's see here. Uh, we have two more. If I gave you $4,000, would you put a cumpkin on your head? Oh, what? I, I don't know what a cumpkin is. Oh. If not 4000 then how much would it take for you to lower a jack-o'-lantern filled with the ejaculant of five men over your hair and face? Oh. I'm guessing a cumpkin is a pumpkin filled yes. with semen. Uh, $10,000. $10,000. $25,000. That's not that much. (laughs) $100,000. Let's see here. One more. Um, Uh, When you were a child, did you have an imaginary friend? No. No. Okay. Um, (laughs) Actually, no. This is the best question I think I'm ever going to ask in my entire life. Have you ever... Been to the toilet at the same time as Benedict Cumberbatch? Well, <laughs> most likely, yes. But it will never be proven because I don't know him. What if you did one day? That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Um, yep. All right. Cool. Uh, how did you find those? Fun. <laughs> are, you, are you done now? Are you, are you sure? All right. We're going to end this and come back and wrap things up. <laughs> Well, we now officially live in a world post having seen Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, You might hear this on either the Brink or the Oz Network, or both. I don't know. But um, the good news is that I actually enjoyed it. It was a... Whoops, somebody just dropped their phone. Uh, A lot better than I was anticipating, and I think it was... It was good. Mallory. I agree. She's trying to order an Uber right now, just for those. Uh, do we want to wait here? or? Um, I just think, and without spoilers, not that there's a whole lot of spoilers really to give, but um, there was definitely one twist in it that... to wait down there. Okay. There was definitely one twist that was rubbish, uh, which I do not like. But I have to say, out of all five films. We have no idea where we're going right now. Out of all five films, it it definitely went for something unique, and I really, really appreciated that, and I think that it has set up the 6-1 quite well. Mallory Foster. I am still working on the Ubers. She is still walking walking on the Ubers. Um, Can I just officially say that right now it is cold, and I'm in Queensland, and I'm saying those words. Um, I don't know what else to say because I can't really spoil it. But um, there was there was literally though I have to say the disappointing aspect of the people around us was that what right in the climax towards the end a woman is sitting in front of us on her phone. It's like Uh, why are you even in? It wants us to wait on the other side of the road, right? It wants us to wait on the other side of the road. I yes no no we are here. It's three minutes away. Um, you've got three minutes to give your thoughts without any spoilers. Go. Give my thoughts without any spoilers. Okay. Um, I feel like we should wait on the... It wants us to wait on the other side of the phone. Okay. Uh- <laughs> my thoughts without any spoilers. It was a lot scarier than the previous ones. Um, Except for the scene where the uh, raptor says Alan in the third one, but that's scarier for different reasons. I don't know if I remember that, but okay. Believe me, you'd remember that if you'd seen it. It's terrible. Um, yeah. You enjoyed it, though. She she was she was shitting herself. Yeah, we're 
sweet. Let's just stand in one spot because the more we move on the thing, the Uber driver gets confused. Um, you were shitting yourself though. You were jumping left, right, and centre. I jumped at one point. It was scary. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Look. Yeah. Okay. Oh, somebody's calling me. You answer. I'm not answering it. Please. It's probably the Uber driver. That's not a mobile phone number. That's not a mobile phone number. Anyway, um, we're gonna end this now. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. It's great. I enjoyed it. Probably go see it again. So, um, yes, that's what you should do. Well, we heard some singing early on today, and I said this part was going to come up later. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics. And uh, two weeks ago, we had some new ones. We're going to have some old ones for you today. For today, though, a little bit different for you. Uh, our first one, we're harking back to the year that was 2014. Myself and Dakota singing the Huey Lewis and the News classic song, Hip to Be Square. Microphone makes sideways. Did my election campaign in the nude Thought it would work really well But it really didn't work Because I have a really small But (laughs) I told them I'd give them free Money for free I gave them squares. <laughs> I gave them squares. <laughs> I had a pengasm with my pen that my secretary gave me. It was really cool because it was a, a pen. You go, just go. No, you go. No, I don't even care. That's the actual lyrics. Uh, it's a bit crazy that my pen is cool. Yeah, good. Ad in the nude. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Doing ad in the nudes. Got no clothes on the horse. I'm riding on the horse. What's this? What, what's, what's a hand gesture? I have to say Old Spice. Oh, old. Yeah. Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Tw- oh, sorry, 12-bar instrumental break. It's a big bar. It, well, I hear that a lot. Thank you for noticing. It's quite appropriate with this song. Uh, <laughs> he's got this look of rejection on his face right now, Dakota. This is a very long instrument. This is like literally 12-month instrumental yeah, break. all the time. I, I, Thank you. <laughs> didn't work that time. It did. All right, have a time. Win those votes in Denison, in Franklin Lines and Bass. Gonna walk outside now, minus a shirt and a hat. I wanna go and win your votes, but people think I lie. I'm gonna take their clothes off. I'm gonna make sure that I make it all hang out. So don't make sure that you vote for me because I want you to vote for me even though it's quite disturbing. Naked on a horse. Vote for me, of course. Riding on the street. Look above my feet. Yeah, nah, nah. I mean, if you thought that was classic, we go even more classic with Hound Dog. Dakota gave his own take of that one back in 2015. This song starts really suddenly, but that's not my topic. My topic is about a guy who listens to the show. Well, he listens every day, but I think he stops. Well, they said that you listen, but I think you stopped. Oh, Farms, where the hell are you? Please text in today. Well, it's your birthday, and I have to say happy birthday to you. Well, listening to the brink, you haven't in a while. Maybe your phone is broken, that's why you haven't been texting in. Well, just get a new phone, because we'd love to hear from you. I can play guitar, yeah. 
bit comes up next, I'm actually just nervous. Okay. France Corner, you have been texting into us for a while. You need to text into us, especially on your birthday. Happy birthday to France Corner, should I say your last name? Topic now Kim Jong-un's a god Oh no, should I say that? I don't care, I'm proud The Korean National Anthem is written on my walls Happy birthday, have fun <laughs> Well, I Stop that up, so can we stop this now? After the words, happy birthday, hound dog? Yes. Well, it's Elvis' birthday, so... <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. And a bit of a unique one here in the fact that we generally don't repeat songs once we've done them previously on the show, and for some reason we got away with doing How You Remind Me by Nickelback twice. So you're going to hear two versions of this one. First of all, this is the Samuel McCrossan version back in 2012, singing about Carlton. Carlton can't cut it because they're not very good. They think they're premiership favourites. It's not just the odds they believe it. This is how Carlton are going to do badly this year and not win the premiership. This is how... Oh no, we've got another singer coming in again. I think it's Andrew Walker because he is a singer too. And he thinks they're premiership favourites. Carlton are not going to do very well this year. They're going to fail the premiership and not win it. This is awful. This is going very badly. <laughs> I think I think we'll stop now and maybe just give me a, a two. Okay. Oh no, I can't <laughs> No one likes Carlton 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 Everyone hates Carlton Because they'd like to love themselves They think they're the premiership favourites No one else does it's not the odds that matter, it's what Carlton think. They think they are the best, even though they haven't won a premiership since 1995, since we had black and white television. Oh, you give it up? Yeah. Oh, schooling. And then a couple of years later in 2014, myself and Dakota had another crack at this for some reason, where we sung about the Logies. Rocked up casino. I wore a dress and it was really special. Walked down the red carpet. I said, Look at my feet, they're sexy. This is where Carl Stefanovic got really drunk one year here. And I said, Carl, you're funny. The Logies are my favorite place. I want to win one of them. It's not like they're that special the trophy looks like a piece of poo now joan rivers threw one away and who cares about asha Ketty? she really sucks she's not talented she's the worst thing on australian television even worse than the project and the host on it yeah they suck we don't like the project it's not nominated enough thank god Asha Kenny, Oda Dakota, I walked up the Crunk Casino. I really hoped that the project would win. Kerry Bookmere is amazing, but no one beats Charlie Pickering. Charlie Pickering. Apart from Sean McCartney, Charlie Pickering. Apart from Sean McCartney, I really hope Kerry Bookmore wins. Or maybe Chris Lilly will Jemay 
Private School Girl was the best show that I've ever seen. Apart from Summer Heights High, which I really, really, really enjoyed. I cannot wait for Jonah to come on TV. Jonah, Jonah, we're supposed to be singing about the Logies, Logies. But I moved to Chris Lily, Lily, Lily. Lily, Chris, Chris, Lily, 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 Jonah. I think we keep going. I'll take the next bit and you can bring it home. All right. It's going well. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't decide what to wear now. I saw that the dress was stolen. It was worn by Chris Lily. He was dressed as Jermaine. This is where I went. I went to Kmart instead. Rocked up and saw Asha Ketty. I punched her in the head. It's not like this song is about the Logies on Sunday night. Apparently, we're bagging out Asha Ketty. Cause she really sucks all night long. I hate her. She sucks. Dakota, she's so funny. Not. I think it's time for Dakota to bring home. Forget the lyrics. Chris, Chris, are we Jermaine yet? Chris, Chris, I want you in my house. Chris, Chris, where's your car now? Chris, Chris. is how that turned out and we know you were entertained. I'm going to bring you a classic interview today. It's been a while since we've done one of these and uh, about a week or so ago, uh, Mallory and I actually ventured out to see Lena and Woodley. They, of course, had uh, reformed after 12 years away and during that break, uh, they both performed solo and I was lucky enough to interview Frank Woodley a few years back for the Spiegel Tent uh, when he was in Hobart. So here is our interview with Frank Woodley from 2014. Frank Woodley is one of the most successful and internationally renowned comedians in Australia and is returning to Hobart as part of the Spiegel Tent extravaganza next week. I spoke to Frank about his career, watching cooking shows, as well as some very interesting advice to handle certain toilet matter when going to the bathroom. Frank, welcome. Welcome to The Brink. Thanks for having me, Vince. It's good to be, it's good to be on The Brink. Ooh, it's always a pleasure to be on The Brink, no matter what morning or what day it is. And uh, looking very forward to uh, seeing you back here in Hobart. As we always love having you here, especially part of the Spiegel Tent Festival. Now, do you know much about Spiegel Tent, Frank? Are you looking forward to being a part of this? I've, I've performed in the Spiegel Tent heaps of times in various locations around the world, actually, in Edinburgh and uh, Melbourne, Sydney, different places. Um, but I've never, I've never performed in it in Hobart before but um it's a really weird feeling actually it's like you're in the TARDIS because it's like the the venue itself is um you'll be inside it and you're getting just all those cues that you're in the same place and then you'll walk out and be in a different city you know it's quite <laughs> it's quite fun it's great well we're looking forward to seeing it because I hear it's quite elaborate quite a, a masterpiece to sort of behold uh, the outside and then the interior is something uh, special as well uh, I mean do you sort of uh, like the, the vibe that a Spiegel tent will bring to a city do you feel that the audience sort of come into it expecting a certain show which uh, makes for a better performance if you know what I mean well I think they are there's a few of them around um, around the world, but they're extremely romantic venues. You know, if you um, and they say actually that that uh, comedy is a great aphrodisiac <laughs> as well. Right. So maybe maybe there'll be like a, a spike in um, pregnancies <laughs> after I do my show. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know how much uh, you know um, how much uh, responsibility I can take in that department, but. Um, but they are really beautiful, beautiful environments. You know, I just realised something. Though. I'm doing a little magic trick in this show. That um, there's lots of mirrors in the Spiegel tent, which means that the audience can look on the look on the posts and they can see. They might basically they'll be able to see how I'm doing the trick. Ah, I've just realised right. because they'll be able to see behind me. So I'll have to I'll have to come with a piece of. Uh, 
cloth that I tape over <laughs> some of the mirrors that are behind me, I think. But yes. no, they're really beautiful, really beautiful venues. They're, they're great. We might in uh, nine months' time have lots of baby Franks yes. uh, here in Hobart, <laughs> perhaps, uh, named after you there. Now, it's, been, it's been a while since uh, you've uh, graced our fair city. I mean, do you have many memories of performing here uh, much? And do you get a chance to ever check out the sites of Hobart when you've been here in the past? I've been to Hobart heaps of times. I, um, I've performed at uh, His Majesty's a few times and um, uh, it's just a, it's a great uh, place to just kind of hang out. I mean, I, I'm, my main, one of the main things that, that uh, my main pleasures was I've got some friends who live in Carlton Beach and um, it's the only beach that I've ever surfed, on, like basically surfed where if somebody was on the shore and they saw me, they would have gone, that guy's surfing. <laughs> Every other attempt I've ever had at surfing, they would just say, that guy's drowning or what's that guy doing out there? He's body surfing maybe. But on, I had one experience at Carlton Beach where, yeah, definitely stood on the board and across the wave surfing. So I, I you know, hold that in great... Uh, you know, that has a very special place in my heart, Fantastic. that experience. So. Fantastic. Yeah, mm. Carlton, beautiful place there, actually. Uh, now, we've mentioned magic tricks uh, already in the show. We can expect a show called Fool's Gold. What else can we expect, Frank, uh, from your show under the Spiegel tent? Well, it's sort of, um, it's a stand-up show, so it's just a whole lot of different sort of ideas that are kind of cobbled together in a sense. But my, my main, you know, intention is to give people... Uh, a good laugh, and for them to not at any point be thinking, I wish I was, was somewhere else than here. So that's the high kind of bar I've set myself. Um, but there's songs in the show and very physical stand-up. As I said, yeah, there's a magic trick, and, um, you know, it's kind of a one-man variety show, I suppose, in terms of me doing different styles of, of comedy. But it's, um, yeah, just it's not, a, it's not an audience with Nelson Mandela. You know, you're not going to walk away going, that changed my life, but hopefully you'll have a good cack and maybe, uh, you know, that evening you'll make a baby. Well, <laughs> which will change your life in one way. Yeah, if, uh, it's right. your first, perhaps. Or yeah. Maybe, maybe. Now, you're mentioning sort of physical stuff. I mean, the amount of times you fall down in an average show, Frank, I mean, have you have you found it hard getting uh, personal insurance over the years with sort of the things that you do on stage? Um, yes, it is It is pretty kooky. I mean, luckily, I've... I've uh, I've never had, you know, any super serious injuries. I've had a few. I remember I got, Colin hit me with a um, a frying pan one night and it was kind of, it required a bit of delicate timing and we, we didn't get it quite right. And I, I knew that I was concussed when that that night I went to get some money out of a auto teller machine and I realised I was using, I was trying to use my house keys <laughs> to, to get the money out and I thought, Hang on, I think I think that blow to the head might not have helped. Um, but uh, but generally, uh, you know, I'm pretty careful. I mean, I actually boggle at people. You know, professional rugby players or footy players, they their job is to have a 120 kilo man hit them from any direction when they're not expecting it. You know, so I'm certainly. Um, you know, I'm a wimp in comparison to, to something like that, but I do kind of, uh, yeah, if I can't think of something funny to say, I fall over. Yep. Yep, it, it works for a yeah. lot of people, I think. It's, uh, you know, yeah. yep, absolutely. Now, you've been uh, extremely busy, of course, uh, touring uh, with with your stand-up shows and everything the last few years, and, of course, the TV show Woodley, which was absolutely fantastic. I loved every minute of it, Frank. I mean, do you enjoy getting these opportunities to go back to, to TV whenever you can? I really enjoy um, doing both. Uh, live stuff and TV stuff because they, they both sort of offer really different opportunities in a way. I mean, essentially, obviously, it's the same thing if you're trying to create a, a comic a comic moment. You know, there's elements of it that are that are essentially the same. But I, I love the fact that um, when you, when I'm doing TV stuff, I can do uh, stuff that really requires a lot of very delicate manipulation of props or you know that sort of thing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuff that, that it's it's impossible to do on stage, but then on stage there's there's nothing quite like um, you know surfing the uh, another surfing reference. Um, obviously, a bit obsessed today, but um, surfing the uh, the audience response. You know, the, the, for an hour, every single moment, the timing will be um, affected and, and adjusted based on how the audience is responding to the previous joke. You know, and so. 
it's just a really exhilarating feeling doing doing a live show. So both both um, TV and and live sort of are really enjoyable in different ways. And I'm sure you've been asked this question a lot since uh, the first series of Woodley. But can we expect a second series of the show any time in the future? It actually doesn't look like there's going to be a second series, which is sort of a bit disappointing for me. But I did I I wrote I wrote it so that if that was the case, it would sort of have a completion to it. Um, so, no, it doesn't look like there's going to be any more, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, not to worry. You can get the DVD of the first season. That's out in stores. People can uh, relive it all uh, every day if they want to, which I think they should, Frank, uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Thank you, uh, I mean, speaking of, speaking of uh, TV as well, uh, you know, your ex-partner in crime, uh, Colin Lane, of course, doing great guns on Ready, Steady, Cook. Do you, do you get a chance to sit down and watch him much? And, uh, you know, have you actually gone to a live taping of it, maybe, to uh, get involved in it? I have to confess that, um, although... I have great uh, respect for Cole, and you know, clearly, I I, uh, I think he's very talented. I'm just like the least foodie person I know. I um, you know, if I was to bring out a a, a cookbook or something like that, the very um, the best title I would be able to give it, the best case scenario would be something like edible. <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm I'm not. That would be the best that I could come up with. I, I'm not a I remember Cole was in a play years ago, and he had to. Um, his, his character was um, it was it was a little comic scene where he was inviting a girl over to his place and cooking a meal for for her. And the joke was that he cooked the worst possible meal, and what what he cooked was baked beans with steamed broccoli in it, or something like that. And the whole audience went when he brought it out. The whole audience went. Oh, and I just went. That looks delicious. I'd be so happy with that, you know. So um, for me, I, I've, I can honestly say I've never watched a cooking show on the telly ever. For me, it's like the weirdest. It's I find it totally bizarre. Like it's it's the most boring thing it, for me. Eating is just a very practical concern for me. So so watching a cooking show. Is like watching somebody combing their hair or something, <laughs> putting on their pants, and you know, going, and we all go, "Wow, look at the way he's doing up his zip." You know, it's just it doesn't work for me. So, so I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Colin Lane, but I'm not a big fan of Freddie Steady Cook. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, uh, we wrap up every interview with a set of five questions, Frank. I'll get to them in just a sec, but just on uh, Colin, do you, do you still remain in contact much with uh, Colin at least anyway? Just sort of catch up, see how things are going. Yeah, no, we, we're still very good friends. In fact, we we had dinner on Saturday night, not together, um, but you know, you've got to eat, and it's baby steps. <laughs> um, no, we uh, we. We are good friends, but uh, we certainly, you know, we used to see each other every single day, and now it's more like every few months we might catch up. Mm, and I'm sure, after, you know, seeing somebody every single day to a few months, you know, bit of a time to you know, get sick of them after every day, so it's that uh, breathing yeah, space. Yeah, one, one time I was in the car, this was kind of, you know, when the cracks were starting to form, <laughs> but, you know, before we split up, we were in the car doing some regional tour, and I remember I started saying something, you know, telling some story or whatever, and Cole said to me, and I, and I should say that I actually completely appreciate why why it had come to this, and I don't have any, you know, ill feeling about it, but he said to me, can you stop talking, please? And I went, oh, and he goes, it's not so much what you're saying, it's just the fact that it's coming out of that freaking mouth. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I respect that. So uh, yes, we we do need to have a bit a bit of space these yes, days. Yes, indeed. Uh, as I said, ready to wrap it up with five questions. Easiest ones you'll ever answer in your life. Frank Woodley. Question number one: What is your favourite type of cheese? Cheese. Um. Oh, tasty. Tasty. Just the regular cheese. Just the regular tasty. Yep. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the other cheeses are called. See, I said I'm not a foodie. Exactly, you did, and I've got a food question. How uh, how ironic does that turn out? Uh, question number two, when it comes to toilet paper, are you a folder or a scruncher? A oh, folder, definitely. Folder? Yep. And uh, I go in from the front. Ah, oh, right, so front to, to back? or yeah. No, yeah, I go in from the front. I used to go to the back. I don't know, don't know why. When I was about 30, <laughs> I don't think the concept of going in from the front had ever occurred to me, and then I heard someone discussing it. And I had a crack, and it's worked for me. I've gone in from the front ever since. <laughs> and uh, having... hey, and here's a little tip for people. I didn't realise this. Have you ever had that experience of a of a super buoyant poo? Uh, I mean, a lot of people have had that. I have actually. Now that I think, yeah, of it. yep, yep. It's a terrifying and, and very upsetting experience. Well, 
happened to me a couple of months ago. It was at a friend's place. Guess what? I just reached into the toilet bowl, pushed it under, and then just washed my hands afterwards, and it was fine. I didn't die or anything. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, that, that's a little bit of, I don't know if there's any kind of health professionals out there who are going, that's not the most hygienic <laughs> advice I've, I've heard recently, but um, just give yourself a good wash afterwards. It seems to work fine. I'm going to remember that next time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Uh, question number three. Growing up, what was your dream job? Um, I wanted to be Harry Butler, actually. Who was like a you know a precursor to Steve Irwin? Ah. So he wasn't he wasn't he didn't kind of wrestle crocodiles so much as he he'd lift up a log and go ah look there's a go on goanna under here look at that isn't it a beautiful creature and that's what I wanted to do when I was about you know fourteen mm-hmm. still time yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. time ahead of you we found you a know? blue tongue in our backyard recently and that was pretty exciting so yeah, yeah. yeah I might he had a big bushy beard and I, I might start growing it do it I, I could see it would suit you very well uh, question number four also growing up who was your childhood celebrity crush um Nana Muscuri ah actually. yes yeah. I, I don't know what it was about her, but she just really flicked that switch in me. That voice. It's that Greek voice, isn't it? Yeah. I think it might have been. Oh, now you're making me think of Nana Muscuri. Thanks for that. Uh, Final question today. And and interestingly, the kind of, the kind of, I see her in like these, you know, big thick black glasses and a white caftan, (laughs) which I don't normally associate with sexiness, but for some reason with Nana Muscuri really got me going. I could see a TV show, Frank Woodley and Nana (laughs) Muscuri. Discover wildlife. <laughs> I'm not sure if she's still kicking around. I haven't seen her for about 30 years, but um, I, oh. I quite like to hook up with her. Come back to her. Come back to her. <laughs> uh, final question. Frank Woodley, what is your worst habit? Uh, my worst habit is that I, um, I'm i a fingernail chewer, and it's particularly antisocial in my case because I don't restrict it to my own fingernails. <laughs> right. So people in the front row should be uh, scared at your show then. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yes. Look out, look out, people. Of course, you can see uh, Frank as part of his show, Fool's Gold. It's on the 11th of March at 7pm as part of Spiegel Tent. Tickets available right now online. We will link on our website. And if you want to check more out about Frank, frankwoodley.com.au. Appreciate your time here, mate. Big pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you in Hobart as part of the Spiegel Tent. Thanks very much, Ben. Good on you. We are back. We're back. And we're about to close it all off now. Oh, no. One thing that you didn't say before, Miss Mallory Foster, no. in regards to Jesus Christ, um, I wonder no one listens to this show. It's not professional since you joined it. Um, we were the epitome of professionalism before you joined it. What was your favourite dinosaur in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom? Stiggy. Now tell us about Stiggy. I want one. What is Stiggy? Explain Stiggy. Stiggy is a little dinosaur who has a shell head and breaks things with it. Okay. And why do you want one of them? What purpose would that come in handy? Because he's cute. But he's like scaly and he would probably destroy things. You'd put him in a cage and he'd break out and he'd destroy your house. But he's cute. I'm cute, but I'm not that good to be around with a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should mention that today, uh, of all days, was a good day because The Brink Unleashed 9, Rejuvenation, came out. Your first ever starring role in a film. Too bad. And you watched the said film, and your reaction right now, I think, probably sums up what everybody will think about it. Yawning. No? Yes. Did you enjoy the film? I did. It might be good if you put the microphone towards your <laughs> mouth where you can talk into it. Uh, did you, <laughs> did you, what was your favourite part of the movie? When it ended. <laughs> when it ended. Um, thanks for that. Um, Love you. You can you can watch it now, available on YouTube, but we do recommend you going to our Facebook page and clicking on the Dropbox link, because that one isn't muted and has, uh, well, I mean, the YouTube one isn't fully muted. You can hear us talk, but there's some songs in it that have been muted, which kind of takes away from the experience. Are you okay there? Are you sure? Yep, what, doing well. Uh, just quickly, uh, how's the World Cup going? Are you enjoying it? You're, you're happy with it? You think it's going well? Yes. Who's your favourite team so far? The one... In the red, white, and blue. <laughs> the USA aren't in it, though. <laughs> France is. Oh, don't say France, boo. Get off my bed. Um, I think you have been enjoying it better than you have because your predictions. Ow, 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 my you, hair. You, ow, you're ow, beating ow, me in the predictions, ow, 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 ow. which is good. Yeah, I'm good at sports. Yeah, did you see? Did you look at the fantasy? Did you see the points in the fantasy? I don't want can to. I, can I just show you these just quickly for those at home at the time of recording? This will be, probably change when you listen to this at a later date, but... Uh, it's not going to load for me because it doesn't like me. Um, not the only thing in this room that doesn't like me. Um, 
Yeah, apparently. Oh, no, there we go. All right, yep. So uh, let's just take a look. This is great podcasting, by the way. Hope you're all enjoying uh, listening to Dead Air. Uh, Mallory, could you just read out for me that screen there? Who's winning? Ben is winning. I'm winning by quite a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And where are you positioned right now? I'm in fourth. Hey, I got better. You you, you are better. Um, you're 71 points as of right now. I'm on 91 points, which is more than 71, just for those playing at home. Um, so, yes. Um, who's your favorite player that you picked on your team? Jesus. <laughs> what about Honda? Jesus. Jesus Honda. Um, all right. Um, anything exciting you want to add before we close out this episode? It's almost bedtime. It's almost bedtime. All right. She's bored. Um, thank you, Mallory, for once again joining us on this episode of El Brinco. Thank you, Ben, for having me. You're most welcome. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on all the relevant channels. We're on Google Podcasts now, which is a new thing. It's exciting. Have you downloaded Google Podcasts, Mallory? Yeah. What's your favorite podcast on Google Podcasts? This one. Exactly. What's this one called? Put it in your mouth. The brick. <laughs> the microphone, that is. Um, we will be back next week with more goodness. And we hope you're enjoying listening to us because this is what you do. In the meantime, remember to... Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. <laughs>